Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about the forecast flood of distressed deals in the marketplace. Now, we've been hearing about how distress is coming and how deals are going to be available. Well, I'm here to tell you that the future is now. We're starting to see a regular flow of large assets and portfolios of projects coming onto the market. What's behind these is falling into a few categories. Number one, some projects are experiencing cost overruns compared with the original cost projections. Number two, some lenders are simply out of cash. They don't have more funds to put into a project, despite having committed to fund the construction to completion. Number three, capital calls are becoming commonplace. In some cases, investors and owners don't have the liquidity to meet those capital calls. That's causing distress. Number four, some lenders are asking for reserves to be added to projects and borrowers are having a hard time coming up with the extra cash. Number five, many projects are suffering through much higher insurance costs, which combined with the other factors that are rising in cost, becoming another nail in the coffin. And number six, of course, interest rates. Higher interest rates have made it more difficult, if not impossible, for some projects to get out of their bridge financing into their permanent financing. I'm now hearing about major projects going into distress on nearly a daily basis. I'm personally getting phone calls from brokers, if not every day, maybe every second day. Many of these so-called deals are frankly located in areas that are very far from our own criteria. Today I received a phone call about a property located in the Permian Basin. Land, I was told, is getting snapped up as people are moving here in droves. I was told how there's an acute shortage of housing. I was told the project would complete its zoning approval in the near future and it was being offered for sale at a price that is less than a third of the appraised value of the land. Somehow, I was supposed to be impressed that this land was only selling for $11 million versus the $33 million appraised value. It was only one problem. I'd never heard of this town. I had to look it up to see where it was located. Brokers seem to learn that our company is involved in land development. Somehow, they come to the presumption that we will buy any land anywhere. They think we just had millions of dollars sitting on the sidelines with ready to deploy and we had no good ideas and today was their lucky day they were going to sell the property to us. We we're going to get this opportunity to buy a piece of land in this super hot market in the Permian Basin. When development projects get cancelled, those who are holding onto the land are often looking for ways to unload the land just to eliminate the carrying cost. When we consider projects to be added to our portfolio, it's in the context of everything else in our portfolio. Number one, our team is pretty full with our existing workload. Sometimes projects get delayed and you don't have the luxury of taking them off your plate. They're still there and they take time to nurture along to the next stage in the process. The team therefore needs to be incredibly selective to only allow projects into the pipeline that are truly exceptional in the context of today's degraded market conditions. A random piece of land somewhere is simply not going to meet that criteria. That also means staying away from cyclical industries like oil and gas. We know from history that oil and gas exploration in particular are heavily influenced by spot commodity prices. If one nation decides to wage a price war on oil, we could see local economic conditions, like those in the Permian Basin, rise or fall on the whims of the oil market. If oil prices spike to $150 a barrel, well then that area is likely to experience an economic boom, at least temporarily. And if prices drop to $40 a barrel, then new activity in the local market will all but vanish. It'll become a ghost town. Adding supply to a market is all about growth. It's all about understanding how the growth is going to be essential to add that new supply. It comes down to the supply-demand metrics. 
Our company's thesis is to only invest in and around major metropolitan areas that have strongly diversified economies. It's all about jobs, jobs, jobs. It's about demonstrable demand. It's about rising wages that can support rent growth. It's about creating value that customers are eager to pay for. The major centers tend to attract strong salaries. When you consider that any new building will require top rents to justify the construction, it only makes sense to build in those areas where the demand is the highest. How do you know the demand is high? Well, population is large and prices are high. That's a reflection of demand. In past years, we would have considered investments in tertiary markets that have a strong industrial story. Well, today, seen through the lens of hindsight, even that feels too high risk for our current appetite. Now, not all tertiary markets are bad. We currently have several in our portfolio. But in a market that is truly an all-you-can-eat buffet of opportunity, now and more than ever, you need to be highly selective. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.